All right. Welcome back from our break. <laughs> letter number 13. Here we go. Short little letter. Baruch Hashem Vav Tavis. Tavshin Tazvav Brooklyn. Now we're in Tavis. So we went from Kislev to Tavis. We're moving through the year. Okay. And it starts with an ellipsis. So, uh, or an ellipsis. So, uh, Maybe it's plural, ellipses. Someone will let me know. It starts with the dot, dot, dot. That's the fancy name for it. It starts with the dot, 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 which means there's something redacted. Obviously, as we mentioned before, uh, uh, Rabbi Simpson from the Secretariat, we explained the process where he would remove uh, private or sensitive information. So there's some things missing from the letter, but here's where the publicized or public published part of the letter begins. Das, was ihr schreibt, and this is in Yiddish, obviously. Das, was ihr schreibt... As ihr, has versholen, hat kein Maselnit zu kein Zach. This, what you write, that you have no luck for anything at all. Now, this is only letter 13, but knowing what you know from the Rebbe's answers, you think that's going to fly? The Rebbe's going to let somebody say this? That they have no luck for anything at all? You tell me. No, no. The Rebbe is not going to stand for this. So that we know. And, and, and in fact, we could have written that answer because you just read, what are we on, letter 13? Read 13 letters from the Rebbe. Any 13 you want, <laughs> randomly chosen by a computer, and you would know that if you had to answer the way the Rebbe answers, the answer has to be, you're not allowed to say that. What are you talking about? You have no, you have no luck. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. You're not allowed to say that. Okay, that we know already. We I, I think we all got to that point in our training. The egress are training us. But you know the Rebbe's not going to just leave it at that. The Rebbe's going to actually prove it. The Rebbe's going to prove it. How's the Rebbe going to prove it? So I told you before in an earlier class that I wrote this column for eight years in Ami Magazine. Eventually I stopped, but uh, for eight years I wrote it. And, and people were very impressed with certain things that I did. And one of the things that they, they, they were so blown away by, they said, you take the person's letter and you use the letter in the answer. You turn their question into the answer. You turn the problem into a solution. And I would tell everyone, don't be impressed with me. Yeah, be impressed, but not with me. I stole this from Ikus Kodesh. This is what the Rebbe does. So you're gonna see here a prime example of this. Now, the Rebbe doesn't just tell somebody, oh, that's not true. Don't say you don't have bad luck. I mean, don't say that you only have bad luck. It's not true. The Rebbe says, um, don't say you don't have any luck. And in fact, I'm going to prove it to you from the information that you wrote to me in your letter. You yourself gave me the argument to defeat the statement that you're making. Let's, let's take a look. Okay, so you wrote, you have no luck. Wundut mir, I'm perplexed. Wie kennt ihr das sagen? How can you say that? As in onhoi brief, that in the beginning of your very own letter, hypt ihr on mit dem, you begin by saying, as Hashem hot eich mit man that Hashem has given to you and your husband, this is written to a, a woman, gebenched mit vier Kinder 
In the beginning of your letter, you mentioned to me that Hashem gave you and your your husband four children. He blessed you with four children. in a land, and that you're now found in a calm land. They must have been immigrants. And even though that making a living is difficult, you are managing to raise your children. So, look, I didn't see the woman's letter, but I could imagine the letter. The letter probably said, what are we going to do? We just came to this new land and we're immigrants and we don't know how to make a living and we have four children to raise and it's overwhelming. <laughs> and I've never had good luck my whole life, and this is just a continuation of my bad luck. And the Rebbe takes her very claim and says, okay, let me just say back to you what you told me. Okay, I'm just going to say back to you what you told me. You safely arrived in a new land, in a free, calm place, with your four children, that Hashem benched you with, and you're, even though Parnassus is difficult, you're able to raise them. <laughs> you know... There's a, there's a story of the Baal Shem Tov. I actually heard this story from uh, Rabbi Dr. Tversky, Olav Sholem, whose yard site, whose first yard site was just uh, uh, last month. So it's a story of the Baal Shem Tov that uh, a young Talmud Chacham once came to the Baal Shem Tov and asked a question. He said, the Baal Shem Tov in the Gemara says, Adam Nidain Bechol Shana that a person is judged every year on Rosh Hashanah or the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There's a yearly judgment. Also, in the Gemara, it says, Adam Nidain Bechol Yeh. A person is judged every day. So which one is it? Is he judged on a yearly basis or is he judged on a daily basis? So the Baal Shem Tov says to this young Talmud Chacham, come outside with me. So they go outside, and there's the water carrier named Chaim, or Chaikel, I think. Chaikel's the water carrier. And uh, he's an old man. He's schlepping big buckets of water from the river. That's, you know, they didn't have plumbing in those days. That's how the water got there. So uh, the, the Baal Shem Tov says to Chaikel, says, Chaikel, smachstu, how are you doing? He says, oy vey, Rebbe. Oh, I'm an old man, and I'm still working, still schlepping this water. I can't quit working, even though I'm an old man. I'll never be able to retire. And I barely make enough money to, to put bread on the table. And uh, what do you want me to tell you? Life is difficult. He says, thank you, Reb Chaikel. And he turns around, goes back inside, and the young Talmud Chacham says to the Baal Shem Tov, how does that answer my question? The Baal Shem Tov says to the young man, Come back tomorrow at exactly the same time. We'll continue this discussion. Okay, 24 hours later, the young man comes back to Baal Shem Tov. He says, I'm, I'm here for the rest of the answer. Baal Shem Tov says, come outside. They walk outside. And sure enough, like clockwork, who's there? Heichel, he's making his rounds. He's coming back from the river, schlepping his buckets of water. <clears throat> and he says, Rabbi Heichel, was machst du? How are you doing? So he says, oh, Rebbe, I got I to gotta tell you. I got to thank Hashem, because even though I'm an old man, I'm still able to carry this water. I'm still able to work. I don't make a lot of money, but I make enough to put bread on the table. <laughs> Baal Shem Tov says, thank you, Rev Chaikel. They turn around, they go back inside the base medrash. Baal Shem Tov says to the young man, A person is judged for a year. This Rosh Hashanah, 
it was judged that Heichel's going to be a water carrier again for the, for the year. That was decided for the year. But how Heichel takes it, how he feels about that fact, that's Adam Nidin Bechol Yeim. That changes on a daily basis according to his attitude. So yesterday he said, vey, I'm, I'm such an old man, I'm still having to carry this water and I'm barely making enough money to put bread on the table. The next day, the same exact information <laughs> was used. Oh, Baruch Hashem, I got to be grateful. Even though I'm so old, I'm able to carry this water. I don't make a lot, but I'm able to put bread on the table. So I mentioned in an earlier shir that what's a pessimist? An emesacheshman metafal shemaskona. It means your data is correct, but your interpretation is false. You missed the mark when you interpreted it. So this woman wrote the information. Oive, I've got four kids. We're immigrants. We just came to a new country. We can barely make a living. What are we going to do? I have no luck. I've never had luck. The Rebbe flips the whole thing and says, you have no luck? You're the luckiest person in the world. You and your husband with your four beautiful children made it to a free land where even though you're not able to make such a great living, but you're getting by and you're able to raise your children. I call that great luck. You gave me the information. You're the one who told me how lucky you are. I don't understand how you're calling yourself unlucky. So this isn't magic. I want you to understand something. This is not... This is not uh, sleight of hand, this is not cute. This is what Torah is. Torah Maloshan Heira. Torah is to teach you how to organize information and make sense of it. There's a lot of smart people in the world. Chochma Bagoyim Taimin. There's a lot of smart people in the world. It's not what you know, it's what you do with the information that you know. The Rebbe is teaching us how to put together information and come to conclusions that are true. You're coming and you're writing to me with, with your argument, with your evidence that you have bad luck. Well, I heard your evidence and my conclusion is the truth is you're the luckiest person in the world. And I think all of us can apply this to ourselves that even if nothing changes right now in your present circumstances, merely changing the eyes that you're using to look at your situation can completely transform your experience. Let's finish the letter. It's a short letter, as I said. Okay. Um, yeah, where are we up to? Under sich of the if you'll remind yourself, if you'll think about years gone by, as das is often a ness, you're going to see that your life has been a miracle. Telling me you have no luck? Look back through your life. You're going to see your life has been a miracle. Yes, it is understood that when something's lacking, you have to daven, you have to ask Hashem. 
to grant what you're lacking. See, that's not a contradiction either. The Rebbe's, it's so amazing, the paradoxes that are running through this short, simple letter. Seemingly simple. So the Rebbe's first of all saying, you don't have bad luck. You have wonderful luck. You have an incredible life full of blessings. And at the same time, though, the Rebbe's not saying, and therefore, don't ask Hashem for anything. <laughs> See, we don't have to be so, so extreme. They can both be true. You can have gratitude and you can ask Hashem to help you. <laughs> you can say, say to Hashem, I'm loving life. It's great what you're giving me. And keep on giving more. Give me more. You can say that. You don't have to say, I'm miserable. I hate my life. Hashem, save me. You can say, I'm a living miracle. My life is great. And I would appreciate even more. So the Rebbe says, go dive into Hashem. And you should dive into Hashem and ask whatever it is that you're lacking, Hashem should give to you. For sure. One's not a contradiction to the other. And as man fiert sich auf leiter fodering von dem teure, teure schayim, if you will conduct yourself according to the requirements, the demands of the living teure, heupt Hashem yisborech zu der vielen euch das, was es fällt noch. Hashem will begin to fill in whatever's lacking. In other words, again, we've had this many times, but Torah observance is the conduit to blessings. So as you'll continue serving Hashem and doing what Torah requires a Jewish person to do, Hashem is going to give you more and more and fill in that which you are lacking. The Rebbe is not denying it and saying, no, no, you're not lacking anything. She is lacking, you know. That I've said many times that uh, a Jew shouldn't just have parnasa; they should have parnasa berchova. Should have ample parnasa. They should be wealthy. In fact, that everyone said it's a hachana kreva. It's a it's a preparation for Mashiach. When Mashiach comes, so the uh, the delights will be bountiful and plenty because there'll be absolute uh, affluence everywhere in the entire world. So it's uh, get ready for Mashiach by uh, being wealthy now. So even if you if if you still don't have a private jet, you know you still <laughs> there's still things that Hashem can give you. So the Rebbe's not telling her you shouldn't daven for more, and and that Hashem's not going to give you more. The, the Rebbe's saying Hashem is going to give you more, and the best way is conduct yourself according to Torah, and Hashem's going to give you more and more and more of what you lack. Okay. Um befrat in Eirefal, especially in your circumstances, darf sich das oistricken in dem, zu mahader sein in kosher essen. Now that I was giving her some, can we call it zahir tvei? That's a buzzword we had in a previous letter. That I was giving her some specific mitzvahs to put some extra attention into. So one is kashras, the kosher status of your food. Hitten Shabbos, Shabbos observance. Un leben bechlal leit der Torah fathering. And general Torah observance. Meaning basics, basics of Yiddishkeit. Halacha. Und Hashem Yisbarach soll eich mezake sein zu anzogen gute besuris. Hashem should give you the merit to report some good news. In das als oiben der Monte, in everything that we spoke about. You should be able to write back and say, life is good, it's always been good, miraculously so, and it's been getting even better. Bivrocha, 
Beshem Kveit Kedushas Admor Shlita Mazkir, and this was signed by one of the secretariat, but it's a letter that went out from the Rebbe. Okay, so that is our double share for tonight, and uh, I wish you all a good, restful Shabbos, and part of your Shabbos rest, I hope, will entail discussing these letters with your family and friends at 30 letters. 30days.com, you will be able to find a downloadable PDF of a discussion guide that will jog your memory of the letters we learned this week. You can print it out before Shabbos and use it as a discussion guide for your Shabbos table discussion so you can further internalize the beautiful lessons from the letters that we've learned this week. Okay, good Shabbos.